to 138th episode of TechCraft. This is a weekly dive into the world of tech. And we're recording the show on Sunday, the 24th of July. And I'm joining the studio by Rishi today. Hey, Rishi. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm very good. It's a um, cloudy day today for a change uh, and raining. So it was a good week. Uh, well, it's a good few weeks here for us in Ireland. Yes, indeed, they have been. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of missing this weather a little bit, so I'm kind of glad it's a bit cloudy today because, you know, yeah, maybe we're just so used to it that the sunshine is kind of like, we can only have so much of it. And we've had plenty, which, which was great. Yeah. For How's things with you? Uh, things with me are not bad. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm actually spent pretty much a lot of time yesterday uh, backing up all my things and getting all my settings in order because today I'm going to be embarking onto an adventure of moving my operating systems around because I bought a new SSD like four months ago and I actually do need to move Windows to it and then move my Linux OS from like a shared hard drive to SSD where my Windows used to be. So, but you know, it's it's never like most messing up with EUFI and, and boot regions is, is just always a nightmare waiting, waiting to happen. So I'm expecting it all to blow up in my face, but, <laughs> you know, it has to be done, unfortunately. So, yeah. And I don't want to be reinstalling everything. So I'm actually going to be trying to move operating systems around. Yeah. So that's that's kind of going to be my Well, thing. I was going to say it sounds hugely risky. Um... It does. <laughs> it does. But... <laughs> Yeah, there is no alternative, unfortunately. So it, it, it just has to be done. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's kind of it. Uh, we've also been looking at the news and it's been incredibly quiet this week. I think everyone's just gone on holidays. Or playing Pokemon. Or playing Pokemon, which is actually yeah, very, very true. Uh, you keep seeing these articles popping up of like the US ISIS briefing being interrupted by somebody playing Pokemon and you just kind of like... Okay. I still don't get it. I think we had this discussion last week. I I don't know, man. It's... But but they are, like, I'm, um, I follow on Twitter a company called Razer. Uh, they do gaming accessories. Like, they've, they're probably number one manufacturer in gaming accessories. And they have an app now called Razer Go, I believe. But they also posted a bunch of pictures and they like keep hosting these gatherings like people gatherings and they play pokemon together essentially which you know you're like oh oh but that that's where the social element comes in right they're not just like okay fair enough maybe like 50 percent of that time they just stare at the phone but there is at least some more human interaction that's been you know uh that's been happening after it came out. Come on, so, what's amazing to me is like, you have a group of people together, they're 50% of the time looking at the phones and then somehow these companies can say, well, oh, well, there's some social interaction. Well, whereas if you have a group of humans together, take away the phone and put some beer there and then you have 100% of the time talking to each other and a great conversation. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I just love yeah. the, the, the way these companies talk about, well, there is some social thing there, I guess. No, but uh, like uh, these companies are probably saying it as well. But like, I, th I think that it is. I think it's more, it's more social than like, you know, just sitting on your couch playing Halo. Or plane, whatever. Yeah. Mm, I, I don't know. I leave it to the listeners. I, I don't think it's... 
I think that if you play something like Call of Duty or something like that, I don't think that people will say that, um, oh, I'm playing solo. I would say a lot of people would consider Battlefield or Call of Duty or any of these RPG games or any games in general, racing games, as a social experience. I, I think very few people will, if you quiz them, and I, I'm very willing to do that just as a test. But uh, just to say that that's not social and this is more social, I question um, that a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll be interested to hear in what. In what but have I'm... you played Pokemon though? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not particularly interested in it, and you know, it's something else I have to sign up for and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. Um, I might do it as an experiment, but I'm definitely not interested in in it. I mean, I tried Ingress back in the day. Ingress is, by the way, like another augmented reality game uh, from, I believe, somewhat similar developers. Um, and I just didn't like. I didn't get it. I I didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, I know Pokemon is more is better as a game than that, but still, yeah, not my thing. Have you? No, no. Um, hmm. um, like I said uh, last time, I go for a walk. I love going for walks. But one of the things that I do is keep my phone um, in the house when I go for walks because I don't want to be disturbed and you know bugged and all of that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. I still believe it's a it's a bit of a fad, at least in the kind of people that hang around here where I live, which is mm -hmm. families with kids and all of that. I've never seen anybody play here. Maybe it's not available in Ireland. That's why. But no, 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 it is. It is. Actually, uh, I take I've that seen back. a few people. No, I, I take seen. that back. Yesterday, exactly. I, I went to the beach uh, in Dunleary Pier, and there were two kids on bicycles, and okay. uh, they were generally being annoying because. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a it's a pier with people walking, and then they mm -hmm. have you have these two kids like zooming uh, on their bikes, and then braking like immediately, let's say, very fast, mm -hmm. uh, and then whipping out their phone and then starting to do it, and then right. um, kind of they zoomed past us and they were stopped and playing, and then we walked by them and they were talking Pokemon stuff, and so I was telling my wife like, oh, yeah, they're probably playing Pokemon. And uh, her first comment was, wow, that's so dangerous what they're doing. <laughs> uh, because there were kids and, you know, people jogging and all of that. And they had these two bikes zooming. Yeah. And I could but imagine. sure, you, you keep hearing all this news about, like, people literally dying playing Pokemon Go. So I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just a thing that we kind of, um, yeah, watch by Go, I guess. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what can make it safer. And that is... Augmented reality helmets. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, one thing that I wanted to chat to you, Rishi, for a very long time, and we just never got to it, and you know, we had other interesting news happening, but this week we can probably finally get to it. And that's the news about the latest iPhone, and in particular the fact that they're going to be dropping off uh, the headphone jack. And uh, I mean... Let's not just focus on the iPhones per se, because, you know, we actually already have a couple of Android phones that came out with a no headphone jack. And if it works for iPhone, you know that pretty much every single phone manufacturer will pick it up and we'll see headphone jacks going away uh, for good. So headphone jack uh, is, uh, it's actually a analog, it's an analog port. It's like pretty much the last analog port we, we use on a daily basis. I mean, we're just so used to it, we don't think about it, but it's actually analog. Um, whether 
everything pretty much nowadays is digital that we use. So my question is, how do you feel about it? Like, how do you feel about headphone jack going away? Do you use it at all? Or if you don't, if you don't care, it's a normal answer as well. You know? Well, I, you know, I have an iPod, which has an analog uh, headphone jack. And um, I use that quite a bit. Uh, the I, iPhone one is only used when I have the kind of the, how do you say, like the for, to call essentially when I have okay. the hands-free. Hands-free, yes. Um, and so that's the only time I use it. Uh, I actually read a review of a, uh, a Bluetooth headphones uh, on Android essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, apparently it was pretty good. That was what the review was. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't say it was amazing or just incredible or anything. So my suspicion is that the quality is good enough for most people. Maybe not for audiophiles. Maybe that's, I don't know, you, you could talk a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my only worry is the, is the following, which is it's going to render obsolete all the existing uh, headphones that we have. Like I have these sets and, you know, like over the years we have accumulated some of them. So we are kind of never out of them. And so mm-hmm. the issue is um, um, kind of what do we do with them now if we do upgrade to the new iPhone? And secondly, I actually find it annoying and inconvenient that I'll have to charge my headphones as well now, um, uh, you know, because the ones that we have now is totally analog. So we don't ha- ever have to worry about anything about batteries or anything like that. You just take them and they work. So, yeah. Unless they active noise cancel, in which case you do actually have batteries in them. But yeah, that's a nice case scenario. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, so yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I think, yay, it's gone all digital, mm-hmm. woohoo, that's, that's fine. But I think my perspective has changed a little bit. I mean, I, nowadays, the first thing that I wonder is my parents, all the grandmas, and all of them who are used to analog headphones now all of a sudden have to literally yeah. figure out the interfaces and the Bluetooth issues and all of that. And it's just, I don't know, maybe it's going to be hard for them, not for us. Yeah, uh, for me, I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning and I'll address your point about the Bluetooth headphones. And um, like, I'm, I'm actually an audiophile. I, I do like my good quality music. Probably not, I'm not taking to the extreme where I have, you know, tens of thousands of euros spent on audio equipment, but I, I have decent enough audio equipment. And I I don't drive, so I actually do listen to my phone a lot when I commute, and I commute for a fairly prolonged period of time. So I'm very much concerned over headphone jacks going away. But I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily... I am probably against it. Uh, and I can give you an example. So the thing is that the headphone jack, as I mentioned, is an analog, is an analog device. But when you play music from your phone, you're the music itself on your phone is is digital. Pretty much everything we have, except for vinyl nowadays, are is digital. So what your phone actually does is it has a DAC, which is digital to analog converter, which first of all converts that digital digital signal into an analog signal, and then you generally tend to have like amplifiers, headphone amplifiers, which just amplify that signal and make it stronger and make low end pop or high-end pop and they're actually the ones that create the sound signature as well i mean that can sort of create it but headphone jacks uh but the headphone amplifier would be primarily it and then the headphone amplifier is what starts sending that signal through your headphone jack so what they're doing essentially is they're taking those two pieces away from the phone 
And uh, for example, with let's say let's take an iPhone as an example, like you can play music through uh, Lightning port, which is essentially that one port on on your iPhone, but it's going to be a digital signal, right? So digital signal will come out of that port. And then you need to have somewhere between that and your ears, you need to have a mechanism that essentially has a DAC and headphone amplifier again. So that will convert that signal into analog and then amplify that signal. And then, I mean, your ears, unfortunately, like your ears will never be able to hear digital signal. You always need to have analog at some point uh, coming, coming into them. So what they're essentially doing is they just get rid of those two pieces in your phone and obviously the headphone jack itself and uh, they are saying, okay, let some external device do that. And the external device can be, you can buy headphones themselves. You can buy like uh, lightning headphones, which somewhere within the wire, or maybe even in the earphone itself, it will have DAC and headphone amplifier, and that's where it'll, ha it'll all happen. What that means is that headphone is going to be a lot more expensive because you don't just have audio reproduction system. You also have the DAC and the headphone amp which if you're going into hi-fi, you can be spending a couple of thousand euros easily on those devices. I mean, obviously not on the phone scale, but you, you can. Um, so what the one reason, and going back to Bluetooth, which is what you were talking about, Bluetooth is just a way of transmitting the signal, right? So instead of transmitting through wire, you transmit it through Bluetooth, but you transmit a digital signal and then you have a DAC and a headphone amplifier in your headphones again. And then that translates into uh, analog signal that goes into your ear. Um, so that is a lot more cumbersome, but you know, we can just be using the lightning cables or what I foresee happening to be honest is actually the quality of sound improving because you'll be able to buy a lightning adapter so it will essentially be a DAC and a headphone amp, and then it will have a normal headphone jack somewhere at the end of it, and you can just plug your existing headphones. And I believe those will be the most popular devices. It won't be lightning headphones altogether. It will be those adapters. And what we can have with that is we can actually have, you know, them to be very high quality. I mean, they will probably cost quite a lot of money. Um, but that means you will have to carry an extra device with you, which you can lose, blah, blah, blah. Whether with phones recently, they actually started paying a lot of attention to audio quality. So you have like HTC 10, where they actually have a dedicated DAC and a dedicated headphone amp, which produce incredible sound. And that's all built into your phone. So now you're, to be honest, it's kind of, it's a trick in a, in a few ways. First of all, you're not gonna be charging less money for it, but you will actually be getting rid of quite a lot of components within your phone, which do cost money. Uh, you'll save up extra space for you know your battery and you'll save up extra, or you can just shove a few things. You can make it thinner because of it. So yeah, um, I suppose altogether, I don't think it's the, the worst thing that will can ever happen. Yeah. But I don't like it. I don't like the trend. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, what in your explanation, the one thing that really bugged me was this notion of more stuff to carry and lose and charge. I think that there is there is a point where it doesn't um, make sense, I guess. You know, it just is annoying. The convenience is gone. Yeah, the convenience is gone, exactly. Um, 
you could argue that you know like if you're really an audiophile you can um you know there are different sound signatures that different DAX and amps can give you so you could say that for audiophiles they might be able to pick the DAC that has the best sound signature for them but now you're getting very uh in depth into this space which most people won't care about uh and even for audiophiles i mean phone is probably not your primary listening device if you're a true audiophile so yeah well that that's the issue no i mean that's that's probably the main issue where this is not for the audiophiles i mean iphone and android phones are used by everybody a lot of people as you know don't care about or even if they care about they don't really understand all the stuff that goes on and yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the one hand, like we said, it's important for progress and like making thinner phones and, and all of that. Uh, but on the other hand, um, we are kind of obsoleting an entire set of technologies that are very familiar, that work, that require no support, or let's say zero support. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure about that unless they kind of come up with a way to make the new system as reliable, let's say, as the old one. Um, but if we take a bit of a different look at it from like an average job perspective, average Joe perspective. Uh, when I was back home uh, for a bit um, and I was chatting to my friends and my parents and they all essentially drive cars and none of them pretty much, like some of them have never used headphones with their phone, you know, which they've had for like years. So, you know, for a lot of people, they wouldn't care at all. They would actually probably prefer it because it would make their battery life bigger or better or it would make their phone smaller they would care if they ever went to wanted to buy earphones no i mean all of a sudden you go away from two euro earphones or i don't know 10 euro earphones already they're like 19 20 euro earphones the cheapest ones to like all of a sudden 50 right i mean yes no absolutely that you would but since they've never used it before chances are they probably never will so i mean I don't know what the market breakup will be of people who actually care about it versus people who don't at all. Um, it might actually be 50-50. So, but yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, what happens. I'll actually be interested to see how unpopular or whether the iPhone, the next iPhone will be so unpopular because of the headphone jack and Apple will be forced to go back. Come on, that will never then happen. again, yeah. Generally, generally going by their well, yeah, they did try to push FireWire interface for a while, didn't they? And now they have the Lightning ports, which, like, to be fair, a lot of people have even on the desk computers, like PCs, but pretty much no devices are exist for it because yeah, but the board is so expensive. That's why they're trying to get the USB C now. So I mean, mm. I I don't know. I think I think that. Um, if they did a USB-C charger to the iPhone, then I think it will be more compelling uh, instead of the Lightning one. Because it will be more standardized? More standardized, and then like um, then I guess you could switch between Android and iPhone for audio, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, charging. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'll do that, though. They're simply not built that way. So uh, Yeah. Uh, that's actually another good point that you bring up you will no longer have compatibility between android and uh an iphone i have a jack for the iphone and a jack for android precisely (laughs) terrible so (laughs) yeah 
it's that's that's definitely not not a good thing to to have yeah uh as i said i don't i don't look forward to it i, I actually don't want this to happen so if i'll be picking up an, a phone down the line and i'll have a choice between the one with headphone jack and without and let's say all other things being the same i'll go for the one with headphone jack definitely so all right um yeah i'll be interested to hear what what our listeners have to say uh whether you know whether they just care about it at all or you know whatever um so rishi tell us about how we can save money on electricity just like google does no well so as uh, sergey mentioned the news is a bit dry this week let's just say uh, and we have decided not to talk about pokemon go because you don't play it so then you're left yeah. with nothing and but i found a story that was quite interesting and i wanted to discuss with you essentially um as you know uh, google bought deepmind which is an ai system um let's say a few years ago and one of the things that they have done is essentially implement deepmind into their data centers um and so just to give a scale of um, google uh in 2014 they've used about um 4.4 million megawatt hours of electricity so it's almost like a um let's say 370,000 homes US homes uh worth of electricity which is crazy high if you think about it i mean a US home is already very high electricity consumption compared to the rest of the world but anyways that's a lot of megawatt hours to pay and then they applied a uh, deep mind to their data centers um and they were able um um uh, to serve uh, to save um kind of uh, almost um uh, about 600 million uh, essentially um uh, uh, uh in electricity costs um mm-hmm. so um yeah no i'm sorry let me just put it this way they haven't uh, they they haven't disclosed how much they were able to save but the fact that they were they're saying it's significant uh it's kind of like 15% um uh, let's say yeah. uh um so here's what they haven't look so what they have said is we used 4 4.5 million uh, megawatt hours we mm-hmm. saved 15% of it so you could imagine that it's like 400,000 let's say that's about mm. 10 so 385 and then they pay between 25 to 40 per megawatt hour so yeah. i would say it's about 100 100 million dollars in savings for google using their own technology and essentially mm-hmm. um what it's trying to do is turn on and off uh the um um the power uh and kind of how do you say it? the what what deepmind does is understands the power consumption patterns of, of these servers and mm-hmm. then um depending on what it's learned turns on and off based on prediction so it knows that uh at this data center at 12 o'clock um let's say there's cheap power i'm going to turn that on and this one is using expensive power i'm going to turn that off and mm-hmm. so by doing this kind of uh prediction uh they've been able to save that kind of money and um they were pretty astounded so uh, <laughs> that was yeah um no but it's 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 cool i mean i think that's for the first time i th- i feel like this is a 
what I would call as a non-sexy, let's say, implementation of AI, which is not like assistant or something like that. But I mm-hmm. feel like these type of implementations uh, are really where one should start, which is in the back. It's doing its own thing and just learning and, and saving you money rather than this, you know, in the front driving your cars and stuff like that. Like, I feel like yeah. you to begin with, it's a great... Uh, um, no, and it's definitely great results. To be honest, I'm not particularly actually surprised at the fact that they've been able to save so much. And there isn't been, like I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with how data centers operate and they operate relatively inefficiently. In a sense, they don't have any control over what this AI seem to be able to do of turning machines off and on. What they primarily rely on for the uh, you know, electricity savings is stuff like virtualization, where instead of having 10 different physical machines, they have one that runs 10 VMs. Uh, They rely a lot on the power saving features of the CPUs themselves, of the hard drives where they spin down, of the, you know, network switches where they turn the ports that they don't use off. But they don't necessarily actually control it to such a degree where they turn a particular machine on or off and, and load balance, that sort of thing. So that's like, as far as I'm concerned, that's pretty much the first attempt at actually doing that on data center level. So, and you know, like the first time you're trying to do something, you get generally a fairly big output and then it becomes smaller and smaller as you improve things further incrementally. So no, it's definitely great. Yeah. Uh, I do feel that yeah. Google is like, a, let's say quantitatively ahead of the others in terms of AI you know, compared to Apple, Amazon, let's say Microsoft even Facebook or I don't know. I mean, you're probably correct, but you know what the reason for that is. And the reason for that is why you might be disliking them to some degree. And that's because they collect data on everything. Yeah. So they can teach their AI yeah. a lot of things. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that that's where your trade-off comes in. It's like, well, I don't want you to collect data, but like, okay, but that way you can make this awesome AI thing happen. Also in terms of their acquisition and, and some of the stuff that they've been doing, I feel like they are one of the leaders, well, surely they are, the, if not the number one place to do AI work or implement AI work. Uh, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to kind of transition the company into that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could argue that that's pretty much what they've been doing from the very first day, even though it wasn't necessarily AI, uh, but I mean, search results, right? You have some sort of intelligence that tries to rank up your results for you to, to view, depending on your query. So you could argue that that is sort of an AI. I mean, it's obviously not really, but then the AI term is being used all over the place now, even when it's not fully applicable. Uh, but yeah, because I, I think we had the discussion about it previously, because I don't think that any of this, what they're, what what we have today that they call AI is actually AI. It's just a data mining exercise and AI should be like Terminator kind of level of AI. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, it's in coming. It's not, yeah. not all of it. Like, 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 you know, not all of it is like this. I mean, this is just an example, but there is a truly autonomous AIs uh, that, you know, that, that run robots and you have like advances in self-driving cars and stuff like that. That is not just machine learning and, that's one yeah. part of it, uh, but I think that what's going on is the pace at which that this is going is just 
light speed like it's very very fast like yes it, changes. it has really picked up in the past couple um, of years and so i wouldn't be surprised that even though we kind of let's say look down on the ai now but in one year's time i mean it will probably look down on us <laughs> <laughs> well let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon but yeah yeah so that's that's pretty cool um you know that the other thing that you mentioned at the very beginning of covering this article and that's something that like is always on the top of my mind and i'm surprised that very few people actually flag it and that's just how much electricity is consumed by these data centers and when i say these data centers i mean i mean essentially your mail servers i mean your google docs when you open them i mean your google drive when you use it so like these computer systems cloud computing is consuming a lot of energy which actually means it pollutes environment a lot because not all the energy they use for data centers is um is clean energy right a lot of it is essentially the same energy that households use so like coal or whatever gas based and i'm surprised that people don't flag it that way like you know it's it's always all the cars the cars are the main polluters even though you know statistics shows you it's only it's only like two three percent of the world you know pollution level but these data centers are like huge pollutants because it's it's less let's say faceless or something and i agree i think that like there's a startup idea come up with um technology to help bring down electricity bills for data centers and deep mind is just one of them but i'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a huge demand for that um um, there is, but I don't know if it's something that a startup can do because these companies constantly look at that sort of thing, at how to optimize their costs. And they are, I mean, they obviously have billions of dollars to spend on this R&D, but they have done, they have been trying to do crazy things. Like I believe Google had the data center underwater, they have an underwater data center because the highest cost in the data center is actually cooling the data center, cooling the computers. So underwater, they don't have to worry about that. Uh, I know that Facebook, I believe Microsoft, Google as well, they build data centers like Ireland is actually a great place because in Ireland, first of all, if you build it up on the coast, you can actually use the, the wind turbines quite a lot. You can use that energy and you don't need to cool them because the average temperature in Ireland is, is not that high. So you actually just can cool it with the surrounding air. Yeah. So... Yeah, so they have been doing that, but this is kind of taking it from another point. And it's like, okay, let's say we we optimize our cooling spend as much as possible. How do we how do we optimize what hardware we actually use at any given moment? And no, I, I really like this. This is cool. All right, uh, so we do have to wrap up at this point, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually been interesting, even though it's been a slow week. I think I think we uh, had an interesting chat, so we'll we'd love to hear your thoughts on both the, the headphone jacks and what you think about the this sort of technology and whether you think it it might be useful for our households at some point. So at some point, AI will rule your house and no, we'll be turning things off and that on. That is so bad. Come on, please, like. What, AI is going to predict when my baby is going to cry and then depending on if the baby is crying, we will be able to turn on or off the lights and if the AI is wrong, then you have to care for your baby in the dark because she's afraid of the dark in the first place? AI is never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's a nightmare scenario. Like, I 
do not want a human like AI powered electricity system in my house just because like it, I don't know it well okay to be fair you are you you gave like the, the probably the most complex scenario for AI to do which is to predict behavior of a toddler which is pretty much impossible but like let's assume there is no kid and it's all grown-ups that you know act rationally and make sense who work for a large tech company who happened to be between 18 to 25 whose worldview is so limited that it's, it can be programmed in an ai okay fine yeah all right uh so yeah wrapping up at this point guys if you like the show subscribe to us on itunes or any other podcast of your choice we are also on soundcloud uh follow us on social media or Give us your thoughts on social media at Sacraft Nation for the podcast, at Rishi Bilal for Rishi, and at Sergi Slash for me. And uh, we will see you next week with another awesome episode. See you guys. Bye.